Hello, and welcome back to Mondeance. Today, I'm answering two questions. How have you managed to get out of dark places on numerous occasions? And why are you always preparing for the worst? But before we get into it, here are two tasks for the month of April. Number one, I want you to pick a local charity in your area and go volunteer there at least once this month. Then your other task is to go buy seeds and plant something this season. Do this for yourself and see where your project will take you. For me, I have a few things in mind and I'm also going to do the project with you and we will review our progress at the end of the month. So that'll be great. And also I want to send a big shout out to all my April babies. Happy birthday. I wish you a successful year ahead and I trust that you find joy. And most importantly, remember to put God first in everything that you do and you'll be rewarded with more. So the other thing on my mind before we start is that um, I'm going to be honest with you, making my trailer for this podcast was easy, but making the intro was even easier because it was just an introduction of myself and the preceding seasons. But after that, I've gone back and forth in writing sessions just to see which topic would be best to open up this podcast with, right? Because normally I wing everything I do. And then I look back with satisfaction from having done what my heart desired. The results aren't always positive, but I love the mystery. And in recent years, I've taken time to learn, to plan, and actually write stuff out in sequence. It's a process that I'm only getting better at every day um, because I only like some parts of planning, like jotting stuff down, doing my calendar. And it's helped me a lot with navigating like some like parts of my unpredictable life, but I know myself and I know that with this project, I'll be going with the flow for the most part for the sake of my sanity. And also, of course, I have to keep planning and preparing so that I don't lose momentum. And uh, for our title today, as you've seen, it says darkness. I chose the Japanese word kurayami, which means darkness or shadow. If you know the following sentence, um, I'll need you to remember it throughout the whole episode. Um, it goes like this, let there be light. And I'm sure you've heard it, but if you haven't, it comes from the book of Genesis chapter one, verse three from the Bible. <laughs> so it's a powerful phrase for me because it means more than just the beginning of time. Because literally speaking, um, I don't like being in the dark. And figuratively speaking, when I'm faced with darkness, I have to be my own light. I find um, that I have to pray for the light to surround me because when I'm in light again, life starts to flourish. And just like it was said, let there be light. Before that, there was darkness. And when light came, all the sun paradise was built. So to me, that reflection of myself is that my inner light shines really bright and I noticed that it has this effect on people. And so I'm learning to keep it shining as much as I can. The same way that it was before in my early innocent years. Um, and as an adult, it's easier because I'm learning and I'm living in it. And it's just great to start this episode by bringing everything into light. So remember, let there be light. And as someone who's been in dark places numerous of times, I'm here to give you an insight on what I've done and what I've learned. So let's just explore how we can leave these 
dark room and remember or even go into reflection of what led us there in the first place, okay? Some of this stuff is uh, hard to hear, but there are no triggers for today. So for me, back home, whenever kids would act in an abnormal way or people that had certain um, disabilities or mental inabilities, people would say that a demon has possessed that child, right? And in my days, like there was no modern psychology. And also I was a kid, I didn't even know psychology. Um, there was nothing to relate to when it came to dealing with certain behaviors portrayed by children. So I just remember being told that I was bewitched. And honestly, parts of me didn't understand why everything had to resort to witchcraft. You do this to say you bewitched. You do this to say you bewitched. Like I'd hear people say that they were going to pray for me so that the devil will get out of me. I was a freaking kid. I had no way of navigating any of this information because it was commonplace. Like you heard it all everywhere and therefore you just believed it. I believed that I wasn't well, yet the stubborn side of me would look at other kids who were acting way worse than me and wondered, like, were they bewitched? Like, is it just me? And honestly, I don't recall, but I don't think I ever asked any of them because I was scared. Like, how do I go up to a kid and be like, hey, are you bewitched too? Because I thought then they would go and tell other people and then, bam, I'd be sent away. Like, I don't know. It's scary. It, it's scary, to be honest. But then, then the damaging part about it is that, sadly, like the people who were saying these things to me, they were adults, they were misinformed. I can't fault them because people act based on where their conscious levels are at. And when we look back, like I'm coming from a war-torn country where there's no innovation and people are broken. So some people's spirits just aren't great. And therefore, when they see a child who's acting a certain way, they're going to slam some title on them and call them bewitched, I guess. So in between this young years of mine until today, I'll be honest with you, we're going to talk about this in deeper episodes later, but a lot of these allegations still stand as recent as recent. So it is what it is. But uh, to answer today's questions, um, let's review the question again. How have you managed to get out of the dark on numerous occasions and why are you always preparing for the worst? So we've explored um, the beginning of the darkness. As you can tell, a lot of those things can really lead a person into bad places. So over the years, certain things just led me to the darkness and I've managed to get myself out of it. And that's why I'm standing today because I'm still learning to manage to get out of it. Um, the number one thing I can tell you is that learn to pray and meditate. They're the same thing. For me, when I got introduced to meditation, I didn't understand the concept. I was really young. It was through an episode of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Didn't understand it. And over the years, I've meditated to practice calmness whenever I'm faced with hard times. Sorry about the mic. Um, and so when these hard times would happen, like I would practice and practice and practice. And I'd get to a point where like I think I'm good. And then I would lose my flow. So it used to be like a whole lot of work. On some occasions, it would fail miserably. And it was a clear message to me that I had a lot of work to do. And as we speak, like I'm still learning a variety of methods to help me, either it's for today or for the future when I'm faced with troubles again. So if you don't know how to pray or meditate, simply just Google or YouTube it and you'll find lots of examples. One of my meditative practices, I use box breathing. Um, if you look up box breathing, you can go through the exercise yourself. For right now, I'm not really in like a calm mood, so I can't go through it with you. 
But the example of box breathing is just you can either hold out a square in front of you or draw a square or have a box. And as you go up each side, you can go side one up, breathe in by counting four seconds. When you get to the one side, hold your breath for four seconds. When you get to the other side, breathe out. And when you breathe out, you just breathe out as if you're blowing out a candle and pressing your stomach. And at the end of that breath, you hold it again. So if I was in a calmer state, I'd go through the exercise with you. But let me tell you, I'm not a yoga instructor and I will need um, to sleep because it's already 2.48 a.m. I need to be um, in a better space for me to actually guide you through these breathing exercises. But I hope you have the internet. If you can speak English and you can hear me speak to you in English, go find the internet and you can look up box breathing exercises and you can save yourself. Because um, for me, when I did this, it was through my grade eight teacher and we'd be doing some wrestling and after wrestling, like our bodies are like worked up. So then he would get us to lay down on the mat and do these exercises. And I'm telling you, guided breath work is like magical because whenever I'd be tired and... Um, we would do them and I would just feel as if I never was in some panic state. Like it was just amazing how these things worked. So um, sometimes I play like slow African songs that are in African languages. They help me to calm down. Other times I use the wheel of awareness meditation. And if you're not aware with this, uh, the wheel of awareness meditation was uh, created by Dr. Daniel Siegel. And this man is a genius, to be honest. That's another thing you can Google on your own time. But when you practice this wheel of meditation, it really helps. Um, it's called the wheel of awareness meditation. It helps with so many things in life. Um, I also pray. So pray as often as I can and um, ask God for a specific healing. So that way you can get through this, this situation at hand. And my number two other practice is to only practice philosophies that make sense with your current problem because solving one problem at a time will actually help your life. I've realized this because I'm nowhere near being a stoic, no matter how much of it I practiced before, because when I reflect on some situations, it's unrealistic to follow certain philosophies that were from 2000 years ago when there was no technology, you didn't have to work for your money. Like well-being obviously is timeless, but Certain philosophies are outdated, and I will say that out loud on the internet. Um, so yeah, find philosophies that actually align with you because certain things do not align with who I want to become. But I pick and choose whatever I, I can get from them, and that's what I practice. So I like luckily my brother like taught me to like be open-minded by choosing certain practices, reading certain books. And um, that way I don't get lost in my healing. And he was right because he's smart. Because um, I was looking everywhere for healing. Like I just wanted to be okay. But I got lost. And so I've reverted back to kind of like a systematic process. And it's working. And I'm happy that it's working. And also I don't do loud motivational speakers. I'd rather listen to like Shaolin Masters of Kung Fu and play earth tone string instruments because that's kind of what works for me. And I like calmness. I like serenity. 
And that's just my flow. That's my vibe. And that's the way I go. Does it always work? No. <laughs> because some thoughts are just too powerful. Some things in life are just too uh, hard to get by with just meditation. So these practices have taken me years. So I don't expect anybody to uh, find ways to get through them on a at a short in a short period of time. And also, there's the fake it till you make it. The one side of me that I thought I was mastering, I was mastering this meditative practice. I was becoming this like strong and unshakable spirit of a person. I'll be honest with you, it was a disguise because. <laughs> When I look back sometimes, a lot comes to mind because depending on the time and space, like if obviously I become a master of meditative practices, I'd have to be a monk, but I still have a side of me where I will speak my mind if necessary because sometimes I have to defend myself in situations where I feel like I need to. In spite of consequences, I have that part of me that I hope it never leaves because I do like having that defense mechanism. And to be honest, like if I notice a person's out of line and it was with, within my grasp, I will directly speak to the person. They will hear it from me and I, I will reason with them. I will find a way to solve the issue. And if they're unwilling, then bam, it ends there because I don't babysit anymore. I also don't like being fake, but the only time I can allow myself to kind of be fake is like if it serves a greater good, and there are many examples about this, but one of them is that like, if I have to hold back my words for the sake of someone needing to speak theirs, I'll sit there and listen to them to whatever capacity, to be honest, but chances are I won't come around that situation again because if it doesn't align with me, I won't fake it. I won't sit there. I don't like mundane conversations that don't lead to anything. So yeah, fake it till you make it. But you can take that how you want because I'm not here to preach to you what to do with your life. These are just tools of what I did to navigate my life. And so it goes um, with saying you take everything with a grain of salt, right? And so um, at number four, let go and find peace within yourself. Because personally, I think that I did the right thing by letting go of small problems and just focusing on my peace of mind. It has served me well until recent times. Because I think of times when I had to ignore negativity in the name of saving myself from heartache. I was harshly judged for guarding myself. I was called disgusting names by people. And honestly, I wanted to scream and throw hands. But then for what purpose, right? Like the way I lived life back then and even part of it now is that I would rather find joy in my journey by being at peace than entertain those who aren't part of that process. And I just leave it at that. Peace of mind is better than anything else. Let go if you have to, and you'll serve yourself well. And um, number five, being prepared. This part kind of answers why preparing for the worst is better, um, or why I guess I don't expect anything from anyone because people are disappointments anyway. And you know the quote by uh, Benjamin Franklin where he says, failing to prepare is preparing to fail? Because we can look at that from like different practices and see what is intended by it because we need to be prepared at all times no matter what so even if like we're faced with harsh situations at least we have some form of preparedness and i know i could be overreaching by saying this but 
you just never know what's around the corner. And either way, we don't all think the same and that's fine. But for me, there are plenty of events in my life that have come through really tough, tough, harsh life lessons. And they've always taught me to prepare for the worst. And if that's my coping mechanism, then hey, let it be. Because I was once told that it's negative to kind of prepare for the worst. But really, I know it's hard for people who've never lived my life to understand why I'm coming from this perspective. (laughs) So I just let their opinion slide. And like, how do I explain to someone like, hey, the only reason why I'm like this is because of the hard circumstances I had in my life, especially as a kid. So I've become conditioned to doing this and it's just my survival. So I remember one day actually, I found myself in a situation where I stopped my practice because I thought I was being extreme. Like I really thought I was being OCD. (laughs) When it comes to the OCD practices, oh my God, I have a really good episode coming up about OCD. You guys are gonna be in for some entertainment. when I stopped my practices, it felt like I was living on edge because it just didn't feel right to not always prepare. And to be honest, I was blindsided. I wasn't prepared for what would hit me. I got hurt really bad. So since then, I've resorted back to my old thinking because holy, it got me far in life and I'm going to continue with it because we're not feeling behind as we age because that's just stupid mistakes. So my preparedness today comes with much better tools. And some of those tools um, can be explored a little bit later because this episode is kind of like trailing on and I don't want to be talking for over 30 minutes. But um, you and I know, like both know that the darkness is an uncomfortable place to be. If you're in a dark room without a light, you know that If you're familiar with the placements of objects in that room, you're likely to walk towards a light switch or a door or window and you can get yourself out of it. But depending on the condition of that room, it can be really difficult to make your way around things, right? And worse yet, what if the room that you're in is a new room, you've never been in it before? What do you do then? So this kind of leads into like the last part of this area is that you have to create a space that reflects the good in you. Because psychologists say that the conditions of our room, of the space that we create, they're a reflection of our mind and our lives. So this is why maintaining a clean space through life can serve us more than we realize. So now imagine if you have a messy room or the environment and space that reflects you. It just, it projects your upbringing also. Um, And the reason why I'm talking about like this room as an analogy and also just figuratively and literally speaking is that um when you're in a dark place it's it's difficult to reflect in a positive way and it's understandable to feel lost it's normal to feel discomfort but when you have a clean environment clean space and you've created it you can help yourself get out of situations way better because you have the right tools so to sum it up for this area i think i would say that creating this space will help you navigate your dark moments better by using the tools that you know i've talked about in this whole episode if you've been keeping up if you haven't it's okay because this sounds more like me rambling about something that i'm passionate about because it's the beginning of this podcast and i'm coming from a place where i've been faced with darkness and it's like super super dark times and 
it's taken me years and out of all the years of practice, I feel like I can do five episodes on just getting out of darkness. But I want this to kind of be a short version of that. That way um, we can explore other things in depth later and they will be calmer episodes, obviously, because I'm just hyped up. It's already 2.59 a.m. and I should be going to bed. But yeah, so the last part is that you need to do things with good intention. This part is like a forever work in progress, though, because to me, I've been hurt too many times by people as a result of being good and practicing good deeds. It didn't matter what I was doing. I just knew that it was the right thing to do, to be kind and do things and not expect anything. But then after harsh lessons and self-sabotage, I'm slowly mastering the part where I'm aware of the things that I'm doing. And it feels great knowing that like I can continue to be service without hurting myself. And being the service to people is just in all aspects, to be honest. Like We can all be service to people, but it depends on the relationships that we have and what services that we want to be for people. And I'm just learning to gauge the good and bad and decide even if it's worth it for me to explore that path or just walk away. But it's a lovely process because I'm always reminded to do things with good intentions and it helps. Overall, let's try to finish this episode. For me, I can continue to trust my creative for guidance because when times were tough, I learned to pray and ask to overcome whatever was happening to me. I knew that if I was bewitched, and everyone around me used to say that, hey, God has all the power. Then if I pray to that God, then I should be fine, right? So as much as I laugh at these things sometimes, rather than dwelling on what others said or what they continue to say, I just wanted to believe in who I was becoming on my own terms. I grew up knowing I'll just have to keep praying for myself and I'll be fine. Because until today, my daily prayers involved asking for strength so I can navigate my life. It doesn't even matter what I'm praying for. Strength is always at the top. And depending on the time of my life, my prayers can go from like peace and love for all. And then sometimes I just pray strength, happiness, and joy because that's what I want. And so I don't really need much in this life except for those few things. If you ever want to pray for me, I don't expect you to, but peace, love, and joy, happiness for all, and we'll be good to go. Health and strength, I can do myself, but peace is kind of hard to get by sometimes because of the circumstances in life. Um, but outside of prayer, I also use Google to ask for specific questions relating to the situation at hand, right? Um, you can also watch YouTube videos, look for various educational channels um, that we'll talk about that in another episode of like specific channels to look for and for what, because I'm not sure how much of YouTube some of you guys are involved with, but for me, it's a lot. And um, it's mostly for education. So I don't watch things that are not within education purposes. So another key thing that I did for getting out of dark places was I reached out to family and friends. I swallowed all of my pride and I had to reach out to family and friends because when all avenues of life and self-help and motivation and all these things don't work and I noticed myself deteriorating, I was like, hell no, I'm not going to die on this hill by myself, knowing that majority of the time 
it's your whole life that builds you and it could be your whole life that destroys you. But if you can rebuild yourself with everyone around you, it'll feel even better. So asking help from trusted family members. Don't just don't don't just go out there asking any family member for help because not everybody is even in a good place to be able to help you. Therefore, gauge on who the strong people are, gauge on who the weak ones are, look at them, see who you trust, pick up somebody and go with it. Um, the other key thing is to use apps. So many apps out there. I won't tell you which one to go for, but over time I will explore the ones that I use and maybe we can talk about that together. I also listen to audiobooks. Um, I find them very uh, helpful. So that's also something that has been helping me. And uh, overall, I've just, you know, looked for professional help. And that's something that I really cherish. And overall, uh, the pros, they specialize in these things. And that's why I look forward to exploring that with them. And I'll be honest, I'm really proud of myself for taking this journey. And I trust that it's going to get better with time. So to end this episode, I'd like to uh, remind you to shed light on the darkness that might be surrounding you. Because when in darkness, you have to allow yourself to be the light in your life. And when you realize this, nothing will dim your light. And as they say, be this unshakable spirit. And how can you be that if you're in the dark? So remember, come into the light. And also, to finish the episode with my famous quote, remember to be the best you that you absolutely can be. And our song for the day is Towards the Sun by Rihanna. And goodbye, and we'll see you next time.